You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, live from Dave and Buster's at Tempe Marketplace with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards is the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Coming off a solid win over Northern Arizona in their 2022 season opener, the Arizona State Sun Devils are about to hit the road for the first time this season heading to Stillwater, Oklahoma for a Saturday evening showdown with the 11th-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. This marks the fourth straight season in which ASU's first road game comes against a nationally-ranked opponent. We invite you to join us for the next hour as we look back at the Sun Devils' 40-3 win over NAU as well as preview Saturday's game at Oklahoma State here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for this evening's show. And with me, as always, fifth-year Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards. Good to have a game under your belt, isn't it, Herm? It's good to have a game. And you forgot to tell the fans again, what year is this for you? Uh, Number 25, 25. if anyone's scoring at home. 25 25 and counting. A lot of football games watched. Uh, Here's one for you. The U of A game uh, this year, barring unforeseen circumstances, will be number 300 on the radio. So, yeah, that's a a lot of football games. A lot of football. A lot of memories for for absolute sure. Hey, you know, our show has a new home this season tonight and every Wednesday night from now till the end of the college football season. All aboard with Herm Edwards comes your way live from Dave and Buster's in Tempe Marketplace, and we are delighted to partner with the folks here at Dave and Buster's. As always, we have a terrific lineup of guests for this evening's show, two Sun Devil newcomers who made big splashes in their Arizona State debuts will join us tonight as we will hear from Sun Devil quarterback Emery Jones and running back Xavier X Valade. They will be with us tonight. And also joining us this evening, another newcomer to Arizona State football as first-year Sun Devil offensive coordinator Glenn Thomas is in the house, and he will stop by as well. Our show is formatted like a football game in quarters, so off we go now to the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the first quarter. As we again say hello to Coach Edwards and Herm on last week's show, the word anxiety came up a little bit. Uh, The anxiety you and I guess all your players and staff were feeling heading into that first game. 51 newcomers wondering how they'd respond. Uh, Probably a little less anxiety now after the way they responded on opening night. Well, I thought after the first quarter, you you always want to get through the first quarter. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, if you went to the game or you were watching on television, it was it was one of those uh, high scoring first quarters. It was three nothing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so (laughs) probably the the fans and everyone else had some anxiety. We're all trying to figure it out, but we knew going into this, you know, with so many newcomers and a new coaching staff as well, that we had to just kind of find our way. And I think the thing that I liked the most is that even though it was only three nothing. Um, you could tell the calmness of the team yeah. and of the staff. It was never like, okay, we just continued to play football. Then we got going. It became 21-3, to three, um, obviously, in the, in the second quarter. And then from there, I thought uh, the big quarter for us was the third. Uh, you know, we generally defer, and we got the ball uh, in the third quarter. And I said, this is the point where we can really take over the football game. And the offense went out and uh, right away you know, got points on the board. And then from there, it was more of – Glenn managing the game and not trying to do too much, getting enough players in the game, and, and really just 
playing solid football, running the football for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people think that, you know, coach doesn't like to throw passes. That's that's not the truth. Uh, I like to throw passes. I like to win the football game. And whatever it takes to win, that's what you have to do. And we were in position at that point playing pretty good defense that we just felt like, hey, look, let's just work on our run game, mm-hmm. um, let our backs go. Uh, and, 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 you know, from there, let's see if we can play good defense. And we were able to do that and got out of there with a win. And as you always say, a run game travels well. It travels good in the late part of the season, but it's not too shabby to have in the early part of the season either. Well, our record, when you look at our record, when we run the ball for over 200 yards, we're 15-1. So, and I, I think it's 11 of the last 20 games in which you have run for 200 or more. That's a pretty impressive total when you think about it. Been fortunate enough to have some really good backs. And uh, we've got some good ones again uh, this season. And the uh, young man you just mentioned, uh, obviously, uh, one, he, he's a pretty good runner. And You're going to hear from him yeah, a little bit. And, and, the X factor, Yeah, guess, and, huh? and we got another guy wearing five, and he's he a pretty good runner, too. Plays yes, quarterback, a pretty good runner, too. So. Well, you have a quarterback that can run like Emory Jones can. Uh, that's quite a threat. Uh, he ran for 48 yards and two touchdowns, through for about a buck 54. I think he had 200 total yards of offense boy he looked quick when he was running the he ball was too. running and did i asked him um and i think it's sunday when we had to run i said did you ever play baseball he looked at me said no i said okay well i'm gonna teach you how to slide <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's an excuse why to know how to slide never played baseball <laughs> and x uh, did a had a solid debut uh, as a sun devil a lot of people don't realize that the man you're going to meet uh, in a little bit x validay is the leading career rusher among all active players in the football bowl subdivision. Uh, He's got uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 3,400 career rushing yards, 116 of them coming for you last week. Uh, You told a funny story. Thought he started a little bit tentative, but you had to talk with him, and then, boy, everything changed. <laughs> well, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it was kind of like I was talking talking at all of them, but, but I was kind of looking at him. And, you know, we go into a game like that, and you, the first game is always one of those games you worry about the obvious, you know, ball handling, right, because it's a live game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we hadn't been tackled a whole lot. We don't play live football during the spring or – Obviously, yeah. in camp, we just don't do that. And, and so because you're trying to protect the players, you can still get a lot of work done. So it's a live football game now. And I thought all the players on offense were really making sure, you know, the old rule high and tight. And I was watching watching him run, and I was like, I said, man, I said, it just you don't, doesn't look different right now, right? So I just kind of went over there, and, you know, me, I just said, hey, you know, we can block everybody, but there's one guy going to be free. And I said, the, the runner's got to make that guy miss. I wish I'd have told him earlier. He probably would have had more yards. I said, he took off and he started running. He looked like the – I said, that's the guy I know, right? But I think they were first game, right? Mm-hmm. First time him being a Sun Devil, right. obviously. Right. right. And, and it was like, I want to protect the ball. I don't want to – but then he became – you know, he got comfortable at it. And yeah. Obviously, offensive line did a great job, and, and, and Glenn called a good game, and we got our run game going. And you did indeed, not only X, but uh, Dan- Daniel Ngata, 60 yards and 10 carries. And, boy, we're talking on the postgame show, you really like that freshman, Tevin White, don't you? Yeah, and, you know, and, and, and it's funny because he was a freshman that came in the spring. And so, you know, just kind of watching from the spring to right now. And so now you, you're sitting in a situation where, you know, you've got real, really you've got three comparable backs, and they all have a little something different. And, and that's good. And they can all catch the ball out of the backfield, which is also b- pretty important as well. 267 rushing yards all told. Uh, offensive line doing a really nice job uh, creating a lot of those holes. But an unfortunate injury for you, Joey Ramos, uh, out for the year after suffering that 
high ankle sprain in the uh, opener, and he was one of your most versatile offensive linemen. You could literally plug him in at any of the five spots on the line. Right? Yeah, you're right, and and we've been fortunate. Coach Cab has done a nice job with seven of those guys of playing dual positions. So that kind of helps us. You know, we went into the spring knowing that hey, we got some veteran guys. Can they play them more in one position? And it's a good crew of guys. Uh, they they really are. And it was good that they finally played a game together because you know you get a lot, of, a lot of moving parts here oh yeah new offensive line the two returnees who are coming back office we know who those guys are Ladarius and one of and the mo- change positions change Ben position. Scott. And, and then you got basically a young receiving core mm-hmm. for the most part you got some tight ends that are new you got running backs that are new quarterbacks, you have a quarterbacks new. brand new yep new offensive coordinator He's tied on with some coaches as well that are new. Mm-hmm. And so all that stuff, you know, people say what you want, but there's something about being familiar with people, especially when a game starts. And we had never gone through that experience together. And I thought it was a, a good game to get started with, and, and I thought the staff did a good job and the players did a nice job reacting to it. Leave us not forget the Arizona State defense as uh, the uh, Sun Devils held uh, the Lumberjacks to a mere 120 total yards. I think that's the fourth fewest by an ASU opponent in the last 25 years. And that's and that's impressive, Herm, because NAU has some pretty good offensive players. They're running back. Remember Kevin Daniels, yeah. the number six rusher in the football championship subdivision last year with over 1,100 yards, and your defense held them to, I think, what, 12 yards and 10 or 11 carries. Well, the total outcome of it was 23 yards right. offensive, you know, rushing. And, and I thought going in, they're, they're built a little bit like us. They want to run the ball. Uh, and they got a good running game, and, and and coach does coach Ball does a good job there. He really does. But but I thought, you know, obviously when we got a lead, it, it might, made things a little complicated for them. They had to decide what they wanted to do, um, and we we did, didn't allow them to run. Our corners did a pretty nice job of of, of really uh, playing a lot of man to man. We were, you know we try to become really simple in that game, and we just felt like um, if we could stop them from running and put them in a situation where they had to throw, and then obviously the score got going. And then it puts him in a a situation where you don't want to be in on the road throwing the football. Uh, That's never good. Yeah. Of course, the uh, offense and your your, your entire football team is going to uh, really be put to the test this weekend. An explosive Oklahoma State team, the defending Fiesta Bowl champions. They're coming off one of the best seasons in their program history. Twelve wins last year, beat Notre Dame out here in the Fiesta Bowl, and uh, won their opener last week beating Central Michigan uh, just a few hours before you played on that Thursday night, 58-44, to 44, and they are led by a terrific quarterback, Spencer Sanders, who leads the country in total offense after one week, uh, threw for a career-high 406 yards last Thursday, responsible for six touchdowns. He's, he's put up some tremendous numbers for them. Yeah, he really has, and, and uh, they have an identity uh, on offense, defense, and special teams, and I think that they're a very aggressive football team, very confident football team, and Obviously, you know, as you said, what they did last year and after the first game now, they're all of a sudden find themselves ranked 11th in the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an experienced team, um, uh, 11 returning starters, uh, excuse me, seven returning starters on, on offense, and one happens to be the, the quarterback. Right. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic player. He really is. He can uh, do a lot of things. I mean, not, not only throw the football, but what scares you the most is his ability to extend the play. And his run legs. the ball. Yeah, and he can run. And they use him as a runner some too. But, you know, they, they've got a really talented offense. A lot of skilled players, you know. And they, they put you on the grass and they spread you out and they make you play skill against skill. And that's what they do. And they've got a big, burly offensive line. And 
their defense is tough. I mean, they got some big guys up front, do a nice job of covering man-to-man on the back end. You know, so they, they, they play complementary football. They have a deep receiving core, it looks like. A lot of uh, talent and the skill positions there. They do. And, um, you know, when you watch them play, they, they play fast. They, 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 they put pressure on you the way they play offense because they play so fast. You know, they don't huddle a lot. They go right to the line of scrimmage, and they, they want to get plays off. You know, and, and third down's just like the first down to them. They just, they just play. And uh, they're good enough. If they catch the ball, they can make things happen. Every player I talked to this week, though, I think is really stoked about playing in that atmosphere that you'll see at uh, Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater on Saturday night. It'll be a 6.30 their time kickoff. It equates to 4.30 here in Arizona. But uh, they're looking for a packed house of about 55,000. It'll be on national TV. And that's what kids come to college for, isn't it, to play in games like that? No doubt. And not only do you want to play in games like that, you want to win a game like that. Um, you know, that's, it's one thing to play. It's another thing to, to, to find a way to win games like that. I mean, that's, that, that's what it's all about. I mean, it, it reminds us of the Michigan State game. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, you traveled with us there. That was quite an atmosphere. You sure know, was. To play in and be involved in. And I thought our fan base, uh, the five people that, that, that they gave tickets to, <laughs> they were sitting behind our bench over there. Way up in that one corner <laughs> of the stadium. There. It was a whiteout, you know. It was like, oh, and I saw some gold up there. I said, oh, we're okay. But uh, that was a fun atmosphere for yeah. everyone, and, and I think this one will be as well. And I just think uh, our guys uh, have to be ready for the onslaught of it all when, when it starts. And uh, by and large, the Sun Devils have. Of course, they won the game at Michigan State, as we said, fourth straight year, the first road games against a ranked opponent. And you had two opportunities the last two years at USC in the COVID season and the opener last year at BYU to win those games. And uh, obviously a big key, Herm, is going to be can you play a clean game on the road? Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and um, the noise is always a factor when you go on the road. And, and their crowd understands that, you know, that they're very well educated. They know when we have the ball and you know, they're going to make noise. I mean, that's what they do. And, and our composure will be very important for our whole football team as well as our staff. You know, keeping our composure. There's going to be some negative plays on, on both sides of the ball. But you've got to go th- get through those. And, and, you know, you don't want it to be a disaster. You know, where something, you know, the negative play, you got to punt, okay. I always say in football, it's never a bad deal if you kick it. Yep. If you give them the ball and you kick it, just kick it. And a lot of things can happen when you kick it. You yes. can actually be kicking a field goal. You know, you can, you can score points when you kick. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you kick the opponent the ball, you're not turning it over. You're not giving them a free down. Exactly. You're kicking it to them. And exactly. if you kick the ball, you're in good shape. Lots more coming your way on tonight's edition of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. ASU's new offensive coordinator, Glenn Thomas, will drop by in a bit. But up next, we'll visit with two of the stars of the opening game win over NAU as quarterback Emory Jones and running back X Valade will join us. But first, let's take a timeout here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Broadcasting live from the Dave and Buster's in Tempe Marketplace, a great place for food and family fun. We welcome you back to this evening's edition of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards talking Arizona State football on this Wednesday evening. And again, it will be on Wednesday evenings. If you are veteran listeners of the Herm Edwards radio show in years past, we have visited with you on Thursday nights. But now this year, 
a Wednesday night coaches show in a new location. Dave and Buster's come on down to Tempe Marketplace and join us. I'm Tim Healy, your host. Glad you joined us this evening. Time now to meet tonight's guests, our two player guests, and they are two of the marquee newcomers on this year's Sun Devil football team. In his uh, Arizona State debut last Thursday, he posted the 15th 100-yard rushing game of his career, increasing his career rushing total to an FBS best 3,397 yards. After four seasons at Wyoming, where he ended up as the school's number two all-time rusher, we are delighted that he is now a Sun Devil. He comes from the Chicago area, Madison, Illinois. Say hello to Xavier, but we can just call him X Valade. X, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us, my friend. X is, by the way, he's he's a veteran of this. He's done radio shows before on the Wyoming Coaches Show, and uh, he'll crush it here tonight, as will our next guest, the Sun Devils starting and winning quarterback. In last week's opener, threw for 152 yards on 13 of 18 passing. He also rushed for 48 yards and a pair of touchdowns. A one-time Florida Gator, now a Sun Devil. He's from LaGrange, Georgia, and we're glad to welcome Emory Jones to the show. How are you, Em? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad well, to be thanks, here. thanks for joining us. Uh, let's start with you, Emory. Evaluate your performance and that of the offense in last week's uh, season opening win. Um, I think we came out and executed the way that um, – we wanted to as a as offense. Um, of course, there were some things that we could have done better, but um, that's what this week uh, practice is for. But I feel like, um, I mean, we leaned on our guys up front and, and let um, our running backs uh, like X and, and Danny, I mean, just run the show. Boy, when you have guys that you can hand the ball to and they can get yards for you like that uh, and then help yourself with your legs, I mean, uh, the running game is going to be a strength of this team, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think um, we lean on our offensive line, and those are the guys that um, they win us the game, honestly. And and um, they protect me. They block for my guy, X. So, I mean, they definitely the um, the vocal point of our team. How excited were you? What was your feeling like moments before kickoff to take the field at Arizona State for the first time as a Sun Devil? Um, it was a lot of different emotions, honestly. Um, I honestly say it was probably one of the, um, the first time in a couple of years I, I didn't been really nervous. <laughs> okay. I mean, just because, I mean, I mean, like it was just new. Like I was just uh, mm-hmm. stuck in a routine at Florida for four years, you know, just pregame warm-ups, just knowing when I'm going on the field, doing different things. So, I mean, it was just different um, for me. And, I mean, I really was just so excited to get there and be on the field. X, how about you? What was your feeling like? I mean, you know, consider your situation. You were an outstanding player at Wyoming, a group of five school, but now here you are playing Power 5 college football at Arizona State. What was your feeling like on Thursday before kickoff? It was something I was looking forward to. You know, my new family here is a uh, Sun Devil and uh, new staff, new players, new faces. So, uh, definitely something I was expecting just to, you know, figure out who we are as a football team and as a collective group. And I thought we uh, did a pretty outstanding job uh, at, at our first game in our debut, uh, definitely as a football team. But, you know, uh, down the road looking forward, uh, down the uh, road in the season, you know, some things that we got to get better as a football team. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very sure that, you know, we'll get the job done. Don't you feel like you and the running backs can be a strength of this team, the running game in general? Most definitely. And, you know, not only us, but, you know, Emory as well. You know, he's a dual-threat quarterback. And, you know, uh, I'm, I can only I, – I can't speak for myself, but I can also speak for others. You know, we're also thrilled to have him on our squad. 
We sure are. And, uh, Emery, talk about the passing game. You were, I think you targeted nine different receivers, I think, connected with six. How do you feel about your group of pass catchers on this team? I feel really confident in those guys. Um, those guys are um, hard workers. They come to work every day with the hard head on. Um, they're real attentive. Um, they want to get better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's all I can ask for. Um, they work really hard, and they, um, I mean, they're really efficient, too. I mean, so, I mean, I'm really excited about those group of guys, honestly. I'm, I'm excited to see you throw to your big tight end, six-foot, eight-inch Messiah Swinson, who caught three balls for 50 mm-hmm. yards last week. What a great target he is, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's a guy standing 6'8", he's hard to miss him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, of course, that's a, a guy I love throwing the ball to. Just, I mean, just throw it up in there around him. I mean, he'll make the play. But, um, I mean, he works hard. He, I mean, he's getting better every single day. And, and that's something that I'm looking forward to, just his improvement. And, um. I mean, I mean, I'm real confident in his ability. So, you threw to a pretty good tight end when you were at Florida. Tell mm-hmm. the fans about that. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, man, that was one of my guys, one of my best friends, actually. Um, now came he's in. with the Atlanta Falcons and one of the best tight ends in the mm-hmm. National Football League. Yeah, we League, came then. in together. Um, actually, that was my roommate for a while. And, no kidding. Um, we became close, and um, I worked out a lot with that guy, and just I watched him just blossom into the guy that he is uh, right now. So, yep. X, talk about uh, the decision to enter the transfer portal and what drew you to Arizona State. Um, when I started thinking about the transfer portal, I honestly wanted to, you know, take my talents to a bigger stage. Uh, I definitely wanted to be uh, in a in a in an environment where I can compete with, you know, some of the best guys that come from, you know, all over, uh, you know, all over college football. Uh, regarding just the different conferences and you know the different style, the the different styles of play that, that's here, you know, across across the country, and um, definitely just wanted a bigger chance, just to in a bigger stage, just be able just to display my talent and you know help a football team that was in need of a running back, and you know um, you know Coach Herm was you know very uh, a very great guy, and you know had an opportunity you know for me to come in and. Uh, join this new family that you know I call my brothers now, and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, the coaching staff they here. You know they definitely uh, you know had a great uh, opportunity for me just to come here and be successful as a Sun Devil, and uh, I, I was definitely uh, fortunate and blessed to you know have this opportunity at hand, and uh, you know I'm just thankful to be here. How much did you know the history here that in recent years this program? has produced running backs like uh, Kalen Balaj, Demario Richard, DJ Foster, and more recently Eno Benjamin now with the Arizona Cardinals and Rashad White now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I definitely, I was a little familiar with DJ Foster, you know, just, um, you know, the style that, uh, that he was be able to display here at Arizona State and, you know, just, you know, everything that he did in the NFL as well, but soon as I got here, um, you know, Coach Sean Aguano and, you know, Coach Herm, and uh, I realized the the staff here and, you know, the guys that they coached, uh, uh, you know, the running backs here, you know, I, I definitely got familiar with Rashad and Eno Benjamin, like, you know, really, really quick because I honestly didn't know uh, Eno was drafted to the Arizona Cardinals, and that's, that's like right down the street. So yeah, yeah. Uh, just being able just to, you know, uh, I'd say filling filling those guys' shoes and uh, being able to, you know, uh, I'd say carry the torch, as they say, uh, uh, here at Arizona State is something that, you know, I'm definitely familiar with now uh, being a Sun Devil here at Arizona State and 
um, definitely just, um, you know, just looking forward just to uh, carry on what they did and, you know, uh, not let the fans down. Well, I think uh, first uh, first impressions were very good on your on your part last week for sure. Emory as well. Emory, uh, talk about what led you to Arizona State when you hit the portal. Yeah, when I got in the portal, um, it was kind of different for me. Uh, Coach Herm, he actually didn't contact me for a couple of weeks. Um, but then when he did, um, I talked to him, and, and he was being real genuine. And, and that's what I respect out of him. He told me that um, he wanted to – uh, they weren't done with spring yet, so he wanted to give his all to the guys he had in the room. So that's something that I really respected. And, and what I was looking for out of the portal was a team that needed a quarterback. Um, um, I mean, a community um, that was that was real supportive, and that's what I was looking for. I came on my visit, and I knew it was a place for me. Um, I got around all the coaches, uh, Coach Thomas. Um, we sat down in the film room and, and talked ball, and I knew that it was a place for me, honestly. And it didn't take you long. Not only did you win the quarterbacking job, but you were named one of the team captains. That's pretty impressive for only being here a few months. What is it about your uh, leadership style that you think clicked here? I mean, I just knew coming in I had the um, like time frame I had um, to be able to win over the, uh, my teammates' respect and the coaches' respect, honestly. And um, I came in. I worked hard. Um, came in early morning, stayed late hours. And, um, I mean, it paid off, honestly. That was my first time being a team captain in college so it was a real honor for me to um uh, to wear that that c for this university for sure uh actually talked earlier about taking your talents to the bigger stage the big stage of a power five school you guys will be on a really big stage saturday night stillwater oklahoma national television uh in fact uh, we can tell our Listeners that uh, X Today did a, a Zoom with one of the uh, ESPN commentators. I think that will be working the game. But what are the what are the thoughts and feelings as you get ready for this big uh, contest against the Oklahoma State Cowboys? Just really being able to control what we can control. Uh, definitely just being able to capitalize on things uh, that we d- weren't able to do last week. You know, um, football is a game where I feel like you, you know, you always strive to, you know, play your best football. But of course, there's going to be some adversity, uh, of course, throughout the football games that you play. And there's also going to be some things that you can learn as well that, that you can go in the uh, film room and learn from there and then apply it to your next uh, football game. So uh, I definitely think, you know, just being able to focus and, uh, to- and, and hone in on our game plan that we have and just being able just to execute. Because, I mean, we practice a certain amount of plays uh, every week and, uh, you know, th- those are plays that, you know, we have to, you know, definitely execute and be ready uh, for uh, come game day. And I'll tell you what, fans, uh, Sean Aguano told me the other day he has never had a back that watches more game film and works harder away from the field than uh, X Valade does. He'll be prepared uh, come uh, Saturday night. And you will too, Em. You've, been, you've played in a lot of big-time atmospheres in the sec and th- those moments i think prepare you well don't they for what you'll face quarterbacking this team at stillwater on uh, saturday yeah definitely um i think over the past couple of years and um just being at florida i didn't been in some of the most hostile environments that you can be in and yeah i actually played in those environments um and and that was something that um uh coach mullen wanted for me he wanted me to be in those environments so i could be ready um, to be a starter and i mean i mean today I still have to go do the same thing, but it's nothing I, that I haven't seen before. I mean, for me, I'm just excited. Um, if you have to, if you have to um, get yourself excited for this type of game, yeah. I call you crazy. But <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm excited, man. I'm, I mean, I mean, we put in the work. Um, like like X said, um, 
I mean, we made some mistakes last week, and we're looking to capitalize off those uh, this week. Well, this is the kind of game, as we said, college football players dream about and live to play in, and uh, they will get the opportunity this week, and we're so glad that they will be in the maroon and gold and are in the maroon and gold. Uh, Ex Valade, Emery Jones, thanks, fellas, for joining us tonight. Best of luck the rest of the season. I appreciate it. Great to have you on board. Uh, Up next, we'll visit with new Sun Devil offensive coordinator Glenn Thomas. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Now, this time out here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the third quarter. We continue now with tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. We're coming your way from our new home for Coach Edwards' weekly radio show, Dave and Buster's at Tempe Marketplace. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Football and your host this evening, and we're delighted you joined us. Our guest on this segment of the show came to Arizona State this year with a long and distinguished resume coaching in both college and pro football. He spent the past seven seasons as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Temple, Baylor, and UNLV. Prior to that, he had a seven-year stint with the National Football League's Atlanta Falcons, during which time he coached the Falcons' terrific all-pro quarterback Matt Ryan. He's now in his first season as ASU's top offensive strategist and play caller, and it's a pleasure to welcome Coach Glenn Thomas to the show. How you doing, Glenn? Doing great, man. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming on board. Uh, Getting used to the desert heat. Of course, you grew up in Texas, so it's really not that big a difference. No, it? it's good. A little bit, hum- a little bit more humidity there, but it's been nice. Obviously, in Vegas, the last couple of years, so I've yeah. kind of been getting used to the West Coast. But it's been it's been nice. My family loved it here, so we're fired up to be here. Well, it's great to have you at Arizona State. Uh, just start off. How did things go for you logistically? Your first game with the Sun Devils, coaching, play, calling plays. I think you worked up in the booth, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah, I thought it was pretty smooth. You know, you can try to simulate it best you can. Coach Herm does a great job during training camp to try to simulate all the different situations. But just it's inevitable. Some come, comes up you're not really thinking about or whatever. But I think we handled it pretty good for the first time. It was a point of emphasis for the players, you know, from simple as just the personnel grouping to the 42nd clock to in and out, what are coaches' assignments during the game, etc. So, uh, you know, I think we did a good job for the most part. Obviously, we self-evaluate, come back, and get better this week. You've, I assume you've called games from both locales. What do you feel to be the pros and cons, calling it from the booth? as opposed to calling plays down yeah, the sideline. I, I think you have to do it from the booth. I, I just don't know how you can call a game to being on the field, and you, you just it's impossible to see the, see what's happening, you know. Yeah. So I, I've always had the most success up up in the box. Obviously, you have to have communication, particularly to the quarterback. That's that's important. So we'll get him on the you know the phones in between mm-hmm. uh, series. So, so that's a little bit of a hiccup of obviously being up the field, but. Uh, but it's you, you see it's so much better. So I think there, there's so much more advantages to be up top, and uh, it, it's worked out well. So I think that's the the thought moving forward. What were some of your main takeaways of your offense's performance uh, last Thursday? Well, like Coach Herm mentioned, we didn't necessarily get off to a, the best start as far as you know the points. We were able to move it a little bit, and uh, but there wasn't a flinch. You know, we just kind of kept plugging, kept plugging. You know, one of our mantras on offense is what's next, right? Whether something good happens, something bad happens, you know, well, let's play the next play, play the next play. So I think they did a nice job of that, and we just kind of kept plugging along and, you know, created some momentum and some good things started to happen. You have a great history working with quarterbacks. Tell us some of the things you really like about Emory Jones, and uh, I thought Emory was really solid in his first game. He was, he was. I, I, I 
I think he's got brings a lot to the table from a skill set, not only physically but mentally. I've been, uh, you know, very impressed with uh, his approach. He's taken a very professional approach as far as his study, uh, study habits, his note taking. You know, his initiative to be uh, to be better. You know, he's open to criticism. He wants to be coached, and he wants to apply that to his game. So uh, I, I appreciate appreciate that humility, and that opens the door for a lot of success, in my opinion. You've coached all types of quarterbacks. Of course, Matt Ryan and the pros, a classic drop-back passer. But, boy, when a quarterback can run like Emory can, uh, what a threat that is. It really it? is. It really is. I mean, particularly in the college football game, the, the, the threat of that off-schedule, not only the run game stuff, the, just the off-schedule passing game, uh, uh, you know, running around with this, you know, all of a sudden a play turns into eight or nine, ten seconds. It's tough to cover those guys for that long. And then all of a sudden they're matching folks, and now he runs off and, you yeah. know, and scrambles. So it's a huge, uh, a huge benefit. You know, what excites me about him as much as anything is not only that physical uh, ability to run, but the arm talent he has. Uh, you know, so now you put those two things together, you know, good things are going to happen. It's my understanding that you sat down with him and uh, worked out some plays that he thought would work for him from his days at Florida. Yeah, yeah. I think and he's, he's done a good job of, of just that dynamic of let's communicate with each other. What do you feel comfortable with as far as scheme, footwork, terminology, uh, all those things we've talked about, not only him but everybody in the room. I mean, obviously we, we have a nice quarterback room that has a lot of history, a lot of different schemes. Uh, so I've been open to all those guys. I think, you know, uh, you know, we get set in our ways as far as this is our playbook, this is our scheme. But, you know, that shame on us as coaches is we're not open to what they like and what they feel comfortable with or what they've had success with. So we've, we've been uh, very conscious to do that, and we've had some good things happen with some of those plays, matter of fact. Now, your boss likes to run the football, and uh, your team cranked out 267 rushing yards. How did you feel about the overall performance of the ground game? I, I, I was pleased. I was pleased. Obviously, as a coach, you, you know, you get caught in this – Everything's got to be perfect. So there's a few that, you know, makes a, a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth with some things you'd like to have different. But overall, as you take a step back, I think it was a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some guys were able to get in the game, particularly late in the game, and, and you know, for the first time maybe, and, and uh, which will pay dividends moving forward. But I thought we did some good things. There's definitely some things to improve on, and we've challenged those things. It's kind of best of both worlds, right? You win the game. Right. But there was definitely enough that we could coach on and be critical of. Uh, so we, we need to be better moving forward. How do you feel about your group of wide receivers? Uh, it's been a couple of years now that I think we've been looking for that guy to emerge as a go-to guy. How do you feel about the talent in that room? Right I, I, I'm, in, I'm impressed and I'm excited with it. As you mentioned with Emory, the, the targets, right, the variety of targets. And I think there's, that's strategic, right? There's a philosophy in that that a defense can't necessarily scheme to one guy. You know, and I, I've been a part of you know, teams that have that one guy. And if, if they take him away, you're struggling. But I think we have a a nice uh, a room that way that we can get the, get the ball to a variety of people. You know, we always joke kind of with our receivers, we kind of have a basketball team, right? We kind of have some big guys, we have some small guys, fast guys, quick guys. So I think we have a nice skill set in that room that we can take advantage of them and, and give the you know unique looks to the defense. How do you feel about the, uh, historically in your offenses, employing the tight end? Because you have some talented players in that room as well yeah I think it's important you know I, I was fortunate to be with uh, Tony Gonzalez in, in Atlanta obviously coach Herm was in in Kansas City as well which you know the best to ever do it so yeah. uh, I've been I've been spoiled a little bit in my career to have some good ones and, and I think you know we're very fortunate here to have some good ones right and, and again 
uh, uh, several different type of guys, right? Like, you know, we have some big, long guys. We have some fast guys. We have some bigger guys. So I think we have a nice room that way. We're definitely going to try to utilize them uh, to the best we can. I think Messiah Swinson's a guy to keep an eye on. You can't miss him for one thing. It's six, That's eight. what I tell Emory. You can't be better not miss him. <laughs> six, eight. But he's got a lot of potential, doesn't he? He does. He does. You know, he, he uh, you know, didn't really, you know, in the, particularly in the passing game, he hadn't really had a, been able to be in a system that maybe – exploited that right and showed that what he can do so it's been fun to be able to do that he's a big target you know you can put that thing top shelf and he can go get it so uh, we're looking for bigger things to come from him for sure your offensive line I thought did a good job in week one so unfortunate the injury to Joey Ramos but uh, I know coach Cavanaugh your offensive line coach has been working to build depth and a lot of interchangeability there in terms of guys playing multiple spots in the line give me your overall feeling on how they performed and how you go move going forward without uh, Joey Ramos. Yeah, I thought they did a good job overall, and, and this and that game was really a, a pretty good starting point, if you will. They did some things that we weren't necessarily game planning for, right? First game of the year, you really don't know for sure exactly what's going to happen. Some of the stuff we did, they gave us some unscouted uh, looks, so there was some communication during the game. Uh, so I think it was a good start. We went, they didn't have great communication at times, which we need to be better at and address. But I think it was a good start. And, and again, there's going to be a lot of carryover from this week from what they did you know, they did to us last week. So I think that will help moving forward. Yeah. And uh, it, you, you hate to see a kid go down in the first game of the season, especially a kid like Joey coming home after playing at Iowa State. That's a shame. I mean, and, and I hate it for him because he, he had already kind of created his fingerprint, if you will, in the room uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, everybody loved him, his work ethic, his competitiveness, uh, but he's really approached it in a positive way. You know, he's looking forward to the future and rehab and getting ready, you know, for the next stage. So, uh, you know, he, he's definitely going to still be around and be a supportive, you know, in whatever way he can be. Yeah. Uh, certainly a lot of challenges await with uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, their uh, defense last year was really the strength of their team. They were one of the top ten defenses in the country in uh, 2021. They lost – took a lot of hits in terms of personnel going away, and they lost their coordinator, Jim Knowles, who's now the coordinator at Ohio State. But what do you see from them on defensively, and what kind of challenges will that defense pose for you? Yeah, they're, they're definitely, you know, like Coach Herm said, they're big and physical and athletic, particularly up front. I think all four are returning starters, and they're, they're solid too deep. You know, they, they do a nice job, particularly in the D-line, as far as the rotation. They have some new guys at linebacker and, and uh, secondary, but they definitely are, are proactive. They're, they're uh, aggressive. Like Coach said, they're going to play some man coverage, give you some exotic fronts that you have to communicate and make sure everybody's on the same page. So, you know, we definitely have our work cut out for us for sure. And communication will be key with the crowd noise. You're expecting 55,000 sold out, uh, raucous atmosphere. Uh, what's the preparation been like this week, and what have been the points of emphasis in that yeah, it's a fun. it's a fun place. I've been there three or four times. Obviously, I, when I was at Baylor, we were up there a couple of times. So it's a, it's a fun place to play. They're going to have a good time with it. Uh, you know, obviously the crowd noise and, and so forth we'll have to deal with. But at the end of the day, it's just about us making sure we're on the same page. We're doing what we need to do, and – and uh, the rest will take care of itself. What are the big differences that you've noticed, uh, similarities or differences, uh, coaching college kids as opposed to coaching in the NFL? Yeah, I, I think you have to really fall back to being a teacher at this level. You know, I think a lot of that, a lot of the times when you're in the NFL level, you know, particularly with the turnover from, from year to year, it's more just teaching scheme. It's more teaching just true X's and O's, where at this level it's really like you've got to go to the basis, particularly a, you know, a young guy coming in from high school. You're having to deal with that dynamic versus a kid that's been 
you know, a five-year starter, if you will, in, in the college game. So there's a, there's a wide range that you're going to have to teach, whereas at, in the NFL level you're kind of teaching at that top, top end uh, echelon on a daily basis. So sure. I've really, I really had to take a step back when I came to college football and I okay, okay, you're a teacher first and trying to teach the basics and don't take anything for granted. What will be some of the keys, do you think, Glenn, for your offense on Saturday night? I, I think it's efficiency, efficiency and consistency. I, that, I've said that a bunch, but I think it's just that. It's, it's, and it's not going to be one play. It's not going to be two plays. It's just over time, just doing what you're supposed to do, whether you know, we were able to take advantage of a you know, hit an explosive here or there, but it's just abstaining from the chains, you know, not beating ourselves, but obviously protecting the ball, all those cliches, but it's just the yeah. consistency of doing that in and, and day in, uh, play in and play out. Uh, to put put some drives together, keep our defense off the field, and uh, you know I think that lead, leads ourselves to, to good things. And Sean Aguano, your running backs coach, told me I thought he made a great point as far as the run game. Be patient because you you can't get away from it. You, you may not have big runs early on, but you got to keep after it. Yeah, you? no doubt, no doubt. And we talk about our goal being two hundred yards rushing. Well, a lot of that, a lot of the times in my career, a hundred hundred yards of that has come in the fourth quarter. You know, where it's just a matter of just banging it out, banging it out, do it, you know, keep plugging, keep plugging, and then you hit one or two here or there because uh, there's going to be some negatives, right? They're going to crowd the box and give you a bad box or a blitz or something like that, and you're just not going to be able to, to get it. But, uh, you know, there's risk-reward on their end, too. Yeah. All of a sudden they start blitzing, you prime open a gap, and, you you know, you get a big one. So to, to be patient with it and also from a play caller standpoint, you've got to be stubborn with it, too. You've got to keep it. You can't let get skewed away from it just because maybe one or two doesn't work. Well, again, it's great to have you at Arizona State. Best of luck to you and the team Saturday, Glenn. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Tonight. Awesome, great to be here. Thanks, Sun, guys. Sun Devil Offensive Coordinator Glenn Thomas, our guest here on All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Herm will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to that big showdown with the Cowpokes in Stillwater. But first, these messages here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. And we thank you for joining us for tonight's installment of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, coming your way live from Dave and Buster's in Tempe Marketplace. I'm Tim Healy, your host. Coach Edwards rejoins us now. And Coach, I thought I'd start this last segment with a good little tidbit for you. You may already know this, I'm not sure, but the last time an Arizona State team played in Stillwater was September of 1991, a season-opening game, won by the Sun Devils 30-3. to And in that ball game, a gentleman by the name of Gene Boyd returned a fumble 70 yards for a touchdown in his Arizona State football debut. Gene Boyd, by the way, fans, happens to be now the deputy athletic director at Arizona State, number two to Ray Anderson in terms of uh, the hierarchy of the Sun Devil Athletic Program. Did you know that? I didn't know all that information, but I know where I was in 91. I was in Kansas City. Yeah? As a... Uh, as a... I was a... An assistant? Or, yeah, an yeah. assistant, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Chiefs, yeah. You should have seen Gene rumbling, Oh, I know he can run. He, Gene down can run time. fast. His son can run fast, too. Yeah. 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 They've got some, some, some traits in them that they can run fast. There you go. We talked about the injury to Joey Ramos. Unfortunate it is. Uh, you have a little more upbeat news on the defensive side of the ball, don't you? Uh, are you getting uh, Tamarcus Davis, your cornerback, uh, back this week? Yeah, it, you know, Tamarcus is back, which is good. Um, we've getting, we're getting some guys, you know, that, that, that were nicked up earlier. 
obviously we're getting them back, and, and that's a good thing. So, um, you know, I think the more healthy you can be, um, it always helps you. Uh, you know, the season is long. Yeah. And it's a long football season, uh, and I think we're starting to get a, a couple guys back, which is which is good. Clark is back too. You know, Clark looks Jordan like he Clark. might be able to. Jordan Clark might yep. be able to help us too. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a key. Uh, he was going to be a key player in your plans this yes. year. Yes, he was. He could play nickel. He can play safety. Yep, he that's can exactly play corner, right. Just uh, really versatile. Hey, on the college football front, news earlier this week: the college football playoff field will be expanded from four to 12 teams starting in 2026. And Ray Anderson told us on his show yesterday that that possibly could be moved up to as soon as 2024. Your thoughts on a, an expanded playoff field? I was asked that same question in the press conference. I said, well, let me get this right. There's 32 NFL teams, and there are, what, 12 playoff spots? I mean, why shouldn't it be 12 in college yeah, football? Yeah. You know how many college yeah. football teams there are? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. And I just think now when you think about it, TV really kind of um, has a package where, you know, your fan base, your national fan base, they love college. There's a lot of college football people out there. And I think the more you can um, obviously have playoff teams, more teams are excited about that. You know, it's hard. Four teams go, that, that's a tough deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you get a lot of these great teams – all of a sudden, they lose the game. Oregon, when they came to us, they were ranked pretty high. They were in the t- top ten. They were out be- of it. And then they were out of it. Yeah. You know, And they had a great team. They had a good season. So now you have that, – that's a selling, a selling tool for, for you as a mechanism as a head coach at different programs. Say, hey, look, mm-hmm. you know, we got a chance, an opportunity to get in the playoffs. So I think it's good for college football and good for the fan bases as well. And I think good for the Pac-12 as well. Absolutely. It's, it's just good all around. It makes sense, right? How do you feel your team is ready for the challenge uh, of the environment, the atmosphere that they will face uh, Saturday? We talked about it a little bit before. but well, well, I think getting through our first game at home was, was fun, um, but this one is a little bit different. You know, going on the road, um, this team is ranked 11th in the country, has a lot of returning starters, um, and I think just getting through that, the barrage of, of excitement for us to go on the field, but then – playing the game because mm-hmm. the game will go fast it, it'll happen fast when you go on the road you know how do you handle that first you know it's like boxing match right you get in the ring it's like okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay well, i gotta feel this thing out yep well, there ain't a whole lot of feeling out because they're gonna kind of let you know what they're gonna do for sure <laughs> on offensive defense for right sure they, they have an identity and can you withstand that and once that then then you're in the game you know then the game starts and so you got to withstand that if you can do that then um uh, i think our guys are looking forward to it well, we're looking forward to it as well, and the Sun Devil Radio Network will uh, have you covered for uh, Saturday's game at Oklahoma State. Our coverage will begin actually bright and early, 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon, Arizona time, with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show hosted by Jeff Munn, and then Jeff Van Raphorst and Kevin Turner will join me for the play-by-play broadcast starting at 4.30, and you can hear the game on ESPN 620 AM as well as on the Arizona Sports app and uh, Arizona Sports. And then Jeff Munn will have Sun Devil sound off after the game. Our thanks tonight to our Sun Devil Radio Network engineer producer, Sean Crespin, for his great work. Thanks to Molly Gardner of the Sun Devil Radio Network as well. And thanks to our in-studio coordinator, Zach Larson. From Sun Devil Football, thanks to Nate Wainwright, Kyle Gray, Marcus Aline for their help. 
And again, thanks to the great Sun Devil fans joining us here Absolutely. at Day Absolutely. Good luck to you this week, Herm. Thank you. We'll be back next Wednesday night, September 14th, with another edition of All Aboard. Join us then. I'm Tim Healy. So long, everybody. Listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard airs live from Dave and Buster's at Tempe Marketplace. Sun Devil Football is an exclusive presentation of the Mid First Bank Sun Devil Radio Network.